I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the other life that goes with it. Like playing basketball with the therapist. Children's therapists often do play things because children. You want to get a kid to talk. You want them to build a relationship with you so they're willing to talk. Yeah, and at certain ages, some kids don't talk. Well, there's personalities that don't talk as much, and then there's, you know, kids don't talk to adults as much at certain ages, but... Yeah, and oftentimes they're more willing to interact with you when they're also doing something. Mm -hmm. Which is why many parents will say when they're driving in the car with their kid, especially a teen or preteen, the kid will talk to them. Yes. Like number three has talked to you in the car on occasion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did. Number three? No, sorry. I rewound myself and got number one out of that. (laughs) Yes. Number one used to also. Yes. Number three has a few times. Yes. Yesterday morning, I believe, she told me I was contradicting myself. She told me in that tone of voice that she tells people, (laughs) how can it be this thing and that thing? So then I explained to her how it could be this thing and that thing. And she said nothing and went away. Of course. I was dropping them off. Yes. Yes. So anyway, you got to play the game with number two and the therapist. I did because the therapist has taken him out to play basketball before in the back, and um, he wanted me to go play too, but I had had, uh, I would say pulled muscles, but basically I pulled the whole right side of my body trying to get out of bed in the too hard bed in Arizona. And so I had just come from the chiropractor. It took the kid. He likes it. And um, I was not about to try shooting hoops. So I stood out there and watched, which also satisfies him. It satisfies his, you know, pay attention to me. Which is the the 12 going on 7 version of, Dad, look it, Dad, look it, Dad, look it. Yes. And so you were out there playing basketball. I was watching basketball. You were watching. I was, I was watching them shoot hoops. You were watching them shoot hoops, yeah. Yes. It wasn't playing basketball. Correct. Yes. I don't think either of them would really be useful in a one-on-one game. I don't know. The therapist is taller. He'd probably win. That's true. His ability to make a basket was better, but the hoop is shorter for kids. Mm-hmm. And the therapist was being more practical about his shots. So What? Mm-hmm. So they're, you're watching them, and they're sort of interacting with you, and... The therapist did a dude thing. He did. I was so surprised because he's not like a dude guy. He's not. So He's a sensitive guy. Yeah, well, he's a therapist. Yes. So, um, yeah, as they were shooting hoops, he turned and said, So, George, you played any sports when you were a kid? And he said in this way, like like guys say when they're <laughs> trying to make a conversation about a sports ball. I'm going to interact <clears throat> with you the way the dudes do. Yeah. Hey, we're playing sports ball and... Let's talk about more sports ball. Yeah. Yeah. So I was caught off guard by that because I didn't expect that from the not dude guy, even though they were shooting hoops. And I think it's probably in his repertoire to use those things to pull people in and, you know, include them and have them be able to, you know, participate in the therapy talking. Yes. Yeah. So, uh... That's, you know, that's probably automatic of him. And and he doesn't know me as, I mean, he knows I'm a trans guy. Yeah. 
because I it came out to him right away the first time we saw him. Uh-huh. Because I, I knew that that could be a thing that would come up. Right. So he knows that, but he doesn't really know me before the last year or so. Right. He just knows me as this guy. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I was caught off guard by it, and I had to think for a second, What what is my answer, you know? Yeah. Because... It it often depends when when some guy is asking you about sports ball things what the circumstances are of what your answer should be in the range of yes yeah it's sort of like when someone says did you see that the the context could mean watch the fuck out or it could mean oh my gosh pay attention to this thing because it's cool or it could mean you know there's so many different ways to interpret it mm-hmm. and so i'm sure that having it be a dude thing added even more layers on to how how do you mean did i play sports <laughs> right so so after I realized uh, I was, you know, caught off guard but needed to still answer, <laughs> <laughs> I, I just said, well, you know, it, where I'm from in Chicago, they, they everybody plays softball mm-hmm. because there was a lot of softball. Yes. I played some of that at some points and we played football in the street. So that was about it, really. And it's good that the boy went to the therapist, even if they didn't do a lot of talking. Because it was good to have an opportunity to see if he needed to do talking about all the craziness that's gone on over the past two months. Absolutely. But he seemed to be doing fine. He seemed to be doing the best that he does and didn't seem to be having issues about the absence of his maternal type parent. Yeah. But the therapist knows what's going on and the the boy got, you know, he maintained that connection with his therapist and... We'll go back in a couple few weeks and uh-huh. see if there's anything then. There there may be. The other thing was you guys had just gone to visit your sister. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a really good thing for him, and sometimes that's a more challenging thing for him because that environment is less structured. And by for him, you mean me, because I have to deal with him. Yeah, right? that too. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much unstructured altogether. They can function like that, but... We cannot. Well, they can function like that, except for the boy who's kind of like our boy, who is questionably functioning. He's very intelligent, and he can read. Fair. He just isn't very cooperative and so forth. So, functioning. Yes. <laughs> um, so, he's more capable yes. than our boy is. Uh, however, he is not engaging in much of that right now. Yeah. He's not using his his capacity. Your 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 to one nephew himself. is not. That no. is correct. He could be doing worse, but Oh yeah, he could. And because he's used to the relaxed structure at their house, he would not do well if you tried to put it in there now. Right. He's too old for that. He is. Um He's like a sophomore, so. But that's that's how they've been raised, and that's what works for their family, and that's the best that either of those two know how to parent. Yeah, everybody makes their own decision about how they're going to do things, Uh and that's what they decided to do. Although, you told me a story that made me think that it may not have been a conscious decision. That was just how things happened. Well, hopefully, most parents are doing a conscious effort towards their best abilities. Yes. And I think that they did put some thought into that. I didn't quiz them about it, but but the stories do indicate that um, I know the structure my sister didn't have. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And the stories her husband was telling 
when we were chatting about children and their mishaps. And he recounted some of his own childhood mishaps. Yes. I think by way of trying to relate, but it didn't come off as very relatable given your preference for personal accountability and general order. Yes. So what was the story? Well, it started with... The boy, the boy was perturbed at us because we would not let him take the airsoft rifle with a bayonet on it out to play. Why does the airsoft rifle have a bayonet on it in the first place? Well, because uh, the boy found the knife in one of the drawers in the kitchen. It wasn't a kitchen knife. It's a bayonet knife. And the other child, whom we were just speaking about, the 15, almost Mm 16-year-old, said, yes, that is a bayonet, and it does go on the rifle, but the uh, something or another piece is missing, or it's on another gun or something. But then he helped him put it on there anyway with tape, mostly. (laughs) I'm shaking my head, no. Um, Okay, continue. (laughs) So they were going in and out and doing things, and apparently they they were out there with some BB guns and airsoft guns shooting at cans and the wall and the stop sign. And um, the the 15-year-old doesn't really know that it's going to be a problem to let his young cousin run around with a rifle with a bayonet attached to it. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not something that occurs to him that it could be a problem. Right. And it did to the almost 18-year-old who, when he was getting in his car to go back to his school that day, said to the boy, no, no, you can't do that. Bring that back in the house. Right. And uh, the boy was not pleased with that. However, he did what his cousin said because he really loves his cousin and respects oh my gosh, whatever his cousin said. Oh my gosh, he looks up to them said. so yeah. hard. And so, I mean, because that, that's his cousin. It's not my sister's house. It's his cousin's house. Yeah. So. Yeah, this is, is this the cousin that he asked to adopt him? Yes. Oh, great. Yes. He may have asked everybody at that house to adopt him. <laughs> I wasn't faced by it. No, not at all. My sister wasn't sure what to do. It's making her a little nervous, like a little embarrassing for her to think that my child would want to leave me and go somewhere else. But I I wasn't worried, really. No. Because he can't. And so nobody has to worry about dealing with that. But me. So anyhow, the bayonet. (laughs) So then his uncle says, oh, yeah. He says to me and and my sister, I I saw him running around out there with it, and I thought, I wonder when the police are going to come here. Oh, for fuck's sake. But I figured you guys let him go out like that, so I wasn't going to worry about it. Still shaking my head, no. No. (laughs) So when he said that, I said, well, we thought that the 15-year-old was out there with him. Uh Uh-huh. And was supervising him, and we were not uh, fully aware what what they had concocted and run off with, Mm -hmm. or given him to run off with. In any case, what they were doing would, should it cause trouble, the 15-year-old is capable of being verbal and explaining himself. Yeah. And his father, the 15-year-old father, said, no, he'll take off. Oh. If the police come, he will take off. And he will tell his cousin to keep his mouth shut. <laughs> I'm like, great. Ugh. And um, I thought, okay, well, good thing he came back in with the bayonet. Right. <laughs> and we took it away. Oh, my gosh. So then he was telling us some stories about things they did when they were kids. And he's he's like my age. He's a couple of years younger. So he's pretty much in my age group. Grew up in, you know, a suburb of, of Chicago, like a kind of uh, out in the boonies type suburb. Right. Towards the airport type out there would be mostly woods still. So it would be like a small town. I don't know if they were really considered suburbs at that point. They might have eventually been considered suburbs. Right. And... 
him and his friends would ride their dirt bikes, mm-hmm. motorcycles over to the police station and drive all over the place over there in like the courtyard area and so forth, kind of trying to wind the police up. And then when they come out, they take off. Oh, gosh. Through the cornfields. He's real bright, this one. Well, this is just things that boys did then. A lot of boys did do these kinds of things. I mean, I'm not saying it was a good idea, but he's the youngest of several children. Oh. And there was no... The parenting had all been spent on the other kids. <laughs> and he's he's like our boy and his younger son. They're very energetic, and they don't hold still. They're very social, so they find a lot of things to do. And left to their own devices, this is what they found, Uh, him and his friends. Great. So he said sometimes they did, like, tear up the lawn at the police station. And and then he said one time they tore up a bunch of lawn at the golf course. Oh, goodness. And that was very expensive. He said, like, like four grand expensive. And back then, that was very expensive. Yeah. Of course, a bunch is... of kids' parents had to split that, but still. What, like mid, early mid-70s? Uh, yeah, probably so mid, 000, to late 70s, mid to late 70s, but still. Mid to late 70s, 4,000 be more like 10,000 now? At least, yeah. That's a lot of money. That is. He didn't seem to be phased by that, and I... I was struck by that because I thought, and I was thinking a, a few different facets of thoughts that came out of this story for myself. I was thinking, what would I have been doing at that age back then if I could have been just myself as I am now? I know my life would have been different. Yeah. I'm sure I would have been doing stupid things because if there's one thing I've always known about boys is many of them will get together and do more stupid things than they could have done <laughs> in the first place. And they will all egg each other on. Uh-huh. And then there's ones like his older son, which is, he's almost 18. And he doesn't, he doesn't do that kind of risky stuff or he's just, he's very careful. Uh-huh. And there's, there's a lot of people like that. There's, you know, guys are less known for being that guy. Mm-hmm. But there are some. Uh, back then they would have been the nerds. Mm-hmm. The geeky, mm-hmm. you know, unpopular science guy, math, mm-hmm. math guy. Who's going to be everybody's boss a decade and a half later. That's right. So anyway. The first instance I I remember that being pointed out, I had a friend when I lived in the islands that this gay boy that was a local, and his favorite movie was Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. reunion. Uh And and that was a geeky guy with the helicopter. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So anyhow, anyhow, that comes to mind. That's funny. Um. Yeah, that was his favorite. He would watch over. Oh, You've got to see this movie. That is too funny. I thought he wanted to be one of those high school girls. Right he there. did. He did, yeah. So so they would just go and tear shit up, and it doesn't seem to bother him, even to this day, that there were thousands of dollars in damage, that he is a minor. Was he held responsible for any of it? Did Yeah, his his well, I don't know what his parents did. I mean his parents had to pay. But I'm sure that he Of course paid. his parents had I'm to pay. I'm sure he had to pay one way or the other. We were still allowed to be beaten back then, so that was popular. Mm. So it, it made me think about what would have been different for me. Yeah, and you've said that before that like if you had grown up in all the privilege that you saw the males around you growing up in, that you would be way more of an asshole. I'm sure of it because those guys thought nothing of what they did. They just were like, oh, well, we got to do this and too bad for everybody who had to deal with it. And Uh that seems to me to be a really big part of that male culture that's obviously, if you're thinking about it, problematic. (gasps) I don't know. Maybe there's not enough thinking about it. Well. Because if that would have been a bunch of girls, they would have been shamed for it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
Held responsible, basically. Yes. Well, because women are held responsible for everything. Men take what they want, even when it is the women, and the women are still held responsible for having been taken. Yep. So I'm glad that the boy is aware of the differences between his cousin's house and our house. Like he, he knows that ultimately he goes under my rules. And so when he did get a little uppity a few times with the lack of sleep he had, I just put him back in his spot and said, nope. And right. you're not going to talk like that or you're not going to have privileges. Right. And he would stop one morning. He didn't. And he did lose more privileges that morning, but it was nothing compared to in the past. I mean, he was fairly manageable. Yes. That was, of course, because I decided like he was going to have a a lot of freedom and the perimeters were going to be like meds, you know, eating real food. It's somewhat of an interval. Mostly he ate a lot of dinner because by then he was hungry. Right. So you you gave him a lot of freedom, but had a few non-negotiables. Yeah. And he knew that I could say no to anything. He Mm -hmm. knows that now. Yes. And he did ask permission for things. Oh, that's good. Towards the end, he was losing grip on that. And I, you know, steer him back to it. He has needed a few times, like, just to hit boundaries. And then he says, oh, yep, that's the boundary. I think that's what happened tonight. I think so, too. I, I, th- I realized that after he hit the boundary. Mm-hmm. I think that right now we have his old babysitter watching him. And, and she's very loving with him and very understanding and a, and a bit permissive. Yes. So by the time he's dealing with us again, he's usually pushing at us for some structure. Yes. He, he does need that love and kindness. And I often run out of patience mm-hmm. and have a hard time finding that spot. And she doesn't have a hard time with that. She has a hard time finding the other end of it, but yeah, that's what I'm there for. But he was pushing it. And plus, they didn't have, um, they had a longer day at school. They usually have one day a week where they get out a little early. And then on top of that, I mean, he's back in school and school is a lot of pressure. He is back in school and the sitter had taken him for ice cream because he said he had had a rough day. But then as she was trying to talk him through and help him process his rough day, she basically acknowledged that he has learned victim mentality. Like if he feels as though any one thing was unfair, then that gives him the right to be completely unfair to everyone else forever and ever. Amen. And she doesn't like that. No, but she also, you know, she she will she will lean harder into validating that it was unfair than she will into holding him accountable for his choices. You're right. That wasn't good. Now, what could you have done better to? No, she won't. She won't take that extra step. She she was asking me if we could get him a different special ed teacher because <laughs> because she was he was fighting with the special ed teacher. He's going to fight with whoever you give him. Exactly. And no, it doesn't work that way. No. He he might get one, though. He might. He might. It He's might, very close it won't be to being because one. we're trying to get it, though. No, it won't. He's, getting, he's doing it himself. He is. He he might need a more supportive placement. Mm-hmm. I, he does need one, in my opinion, but we aren't there yet. Um, yeah. So her role is more to basically make sure the house is still standing, the kid hasn't escaped, and get him to do some of his responsibilities. Yes. And she can do that. And then yes. I can push him back into his structure when I get in the door. And I'll just try to do it faster. Right. Now that I have a bigger picture here. Mm-hmm. Which is what I would do before when he would come back from being gone at his mother's. I would immediately give him all the no's and uh, and be done with it. Right. And then we would 
get back on track faster. Right. The, the biggest part of that is to not talk to him because he only wants to make an argument out of everything mm-hmm. and then tell you, I'm not, I'm not arguing. Yeah, like about the bagels tonight, I told him, new rule, when I get something for everyone to share, you only get your fraction of it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but if that's a new rule, then you can't tell me that that's what's with That the- doesn't apply to the old bag of bagels. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? I put them somewhere in plain sight. He found them in, in the cupboard? No. Oh, okay, because he was like looking in the cupboard, and he's like, ooh, I see the bagels. Well, I want to point out that he did not have his glasses on. Okay. So he was fooling himself. There you go. They're over by the blender. Thank you for telling me. You're welcome. And I will tell the girl where they are if she wants them. Mm-hmm. I did ask her last night if she wanted to put some of them somewhere, but she was just in a mood about some things and didn't want to deal with anything else. Yeah, she's a little snotty. This week. Oh, well. School stress for her, too. It is. And they are being held accountable for breaking things at the house. Yeah. And, and they don't, they, they are both stressing about it. And, and I'm really okay with that. Yes, they should stress when they break things or even when they are perceived to have broken things. One of them broke it and the other one broke something else another time. I'm sure of it. We know it. They break things all the time, but they're getting old enough that they have to be held accountable. Because otherwise they'll go and tear up the lawn in front of the police station or, police station the, golf or the golf course and we'll end up paying to re-landscape some rich person's playground. Yeah, they're, they're stressing and that's okay. They can stress. So, well, yeah, that's they need to stress about this little thing so that they have that association of I break shit and it's stressful. I should avoid stress by not breaking shit. Yes, that's what I want them to do more than anything right now is get that into their heads. Good luck. Thanks. I'll help if I can. You're helping, but not not helping them avoid it is helping. So people just treat you like a dude now and do the dude things and say the dude things, but it's a good thing that they didn't when you were not seen as a dude because otherwise you might be that dude. I almost follow what you said. Correct, I'm sure. So, is that it then? I think that's it. We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less than complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening. What? I heard a little thump. That was oh. bones of my butt <laughs> against the stool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm losing weight again. I don't recommend losing too much padding off your hind end. It's not comfortable. You speak from experience, I, I do. know. Mm-hmm. Okay, are we ready? Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. Because that's how middle schoolers are. (laughs) I have a video to show you. I think it was on Facebook.
um, about middle schoolers, and it was hilarious because it was an adult acting out middle school stuff. So you have to cut all so that? I will cut or? all that, yes. Okay. I'm just re- saying it so that I will remember to show you later. Neither one of us will remember anything unless we're just, you know, some random piece when of I'm luck. editing this tomorrow... Oh, you'll tell yourself. It will tell me to do that, and I will pause the editing, and I will go and email you the video, and then I will come back to the editing. Right.